another episode of Living Creatively with your hosts, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. This is the podcast where we discuss topics about finding, nurturing, and protecting your creativity and creative spirit. Monica, mm-hmm. how are you doing? It's good to see your face. I am doing good. I'm doing good. Getting used to us. The day actually today is day one of having a little bit more of a schedule where I can take care of more me stuff than putting out fires. Mm-hmm. So nice. that feels good. No, you look good. You look happy. You look refreshed. Oh, you lying. I just got finished apologizing for my appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, girl, I'm sorry. But this is what you're going to get today. (laughs) (laughs) From the outside looking in, you look great. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. This is what true friendship looks like. (laughs) Because everybody else would look at me and be like, now who told her she look all right? This is what your friends be doing. I mean, if you were like, I'm going to go outside, I might be like, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But from what we're doing, you look great. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Girl, you already know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like we discussed, Mm -hmm. I have been... I have been functioning on three moods, and they have been, it's fine, it could be worse, and F it. (laughs) And they cycle repeatedly, anytime, during the day. Could be the same hour, could be the same minute. We'll see what happens today. We saw all three just in a matter of five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You literally hit one after the other just five seconds ago. I was like, oh, we got all of them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And three. Creative friends. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, I real life know. happening over here is real life. <laughs> it is real life, real life. That is for damn sure. I don't know. You know, there's a whole, there's the the whole world is upside down. We're in the upside down place. Like, I just can't with people anymore. I can't. Like, we just keep playing this virus roulette, and like nobody wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So those are my those those are the three moods that society has decided it's going to extract from Angela. It's fine. Well, speaking of F society, <laughs> <laughs> today's topic is. <laughs> No, I'm actually really great. I'm actually really excited about this topic. Like you, you presented this to me and I was like, you know, this is, this is a good outlet. Um, and it's a good reminder. So yeah. So what do we talk about today? So as you all know, my online, um, mentor, I, as I call her Malik Teal, um, one thing I will say, if you choose to use social media, I urge you to make sure that whoever you are following edifies you in a way that builds you up, mm-hmm. teaches you something and helps you grow, mm-hmm. even without you ever having them ever having to know that they touched you in that way. That is a perk in a way that you can use it. And so today's perk that I got from my online mentor, Malik Till, is she was posting um, something um, about her son and her son was talking to either her or or the father. So she was just giving us a recount of the conversation that she was listening to. And so she basically heard him say, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing great. You know, I'm a great person. I'm, I'm doing really good. 
And in response, the parent was like, oh, okay, well, what did you just do? And the child was like, um, nothing. Like, I'm just good. And they were like, okay, well, I'm proud of you too. And her takeaway, she had, you know, said a whole thing about, you know, her being a person who's an overachiever, type A personality, what that means, how we're so used to doing and doing and doing and how, you know, those things are how we equate our value, our worth. These are not verbatims of what she said, but my um, how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of it, she was saying your being is greater than your doing, that you don't have to do something in order to be great. And that was the lesson she got from her son, who was like, I think he's like three or four, who was just like, no, I didn't do anything. I'm just great. Like, I'm doing a good <laughs> job. Like, I'm just just because I am. And I was telling Angela how in my old apartment, I used to have this um, this saying that was always up saying just be. And I would always think of just being is a state of where you are, whoever you are, you just are. And you are living in the moment of not trying to figure out the past, but also not trying to figure out the future. You're just present and you're taking in account everything that is going on currently in your present. And you're just being in that state, trusting and knowing that whatever needs to transpire from that will come. If there is something that you need to improve on, it will come. If there's something that you need to get rid of, it will come. But you have to be in your state of being. So I used to always say, just be. But I could never really put into words what that what that felt like or how that would benefit you internally until I saw this. And she said, you know, your doing is your being is greater than your doing. And in a society, I feel like we are programmed to believe that our being is decided by our doing. Mm -hmm. And in order to be validated in that respect, you have to have proof of such. So I used to walk around and I would say, I am a great mother, although I'm not. A mother. I am a great wife, although I'm not a wife. I am a great businesswoman, even though I don't have a successful business under me. I would say those things, but I wouldn't be able to internalize what that really means. It was just the same. Mm-hmm. So in this, it for me, it drove it home. And uh, and I think we spoke about this before too, when we were saying like, you don't if you are already a writer, you don't have to have a book out. You don't have to be writing poems. It is something that is in you that is right. constant and is is valid. So this to me drove it home into saying like your being is greater than your doing, meaning that I don't have to have to know that I would have made a great mother. I don't have to have children to say that I would have been a great mother. Mm -hmm. I would be a great wife. I don't have to have a husband in order to say that that is true. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have the validation of outside sources to validate what is the great qualities and characteristics of who I am. And to be able to walk through life in a state of being without needing the validation of any source outside of yourself, I think is very powerful and it would be very freeing. Because you are no longer looking for anyone to say that it's true. It's already true. But also, 
it doesn't it, it doesn't cease to stop being true if somebody stops saying that it's true. Right, so right. if order for you to be a great mom, you can be a great mom and your children's never told you that you were a great mom. Your parents, your in-laws never told you you were a great mom. Society does not think that what you do would be considered a great mom and still be a great mom. Mm-hmm. And you can be a great mom and you can get all those accolades. And then all of a sudden you do something totally different and everybody stops saying it and you can still be a great mom. Yeah. And I think that that is something that is so amazing if we could all be able to tap into our ability to say how great we are as individuals just because we believe it, just because we know it. The end. Everything else is a cherry on top. If you <laughs> if you come and you pat me on the back, you'd be like, I know. <laughs> but thank you. You know. I think that's powerful because it allows you to be able to move and make decisions where somebody isn't doesn't have the ability to pull the strings. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why social media is such a murky place because mm-hmm. it's all based on validation and it's mm-hmm. all based on what you present to the world and how people react to it and validate to it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a game just with Uh, within yourself of trying to always be the sexiest, be the smartest, be the Mm -hmm. most prolific, be the most, you know, woke, be the most, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And that the only way that you feel that you are those things are based on how many people like or engage with that post. And Mm -hmm. that's where it gets really unhealthy Mm -hmm. because you should like, to your point, all of those things, if that's what you're putting out into the world, you should be doing those things regardless if social media exists or not, regardless mm-hmm. as if you're telling people what you're doing or not doing. Right. And I think you know, what I really liked about the way that Malik presented this was to go back to her baby right? Mm-hmm. and thinking mm-hmm. about like, what is it that she is going to, how is she going to help guide this child, her child mm-hmm. into this world? And that was something that I really thought about with my own son, a long time ago of like, you know, I could recognize right away, he was not going to be somebody who was going to go to a four-year college. That's mm-hmm. just that's just not his vibe. That's not who he is. It's not to say that he's not smart. He's highly intelligent. He's very smart. He just learns differently from other people. And he's interested in other things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he... Um, he, he did do community college for two years, but then he really decided that he wanted to, he wanted to pursue music. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me because as a mom, mm-hmm. if this, you know, child, this male in mm-hmm. the world, I was operating from the fact of programming where it was like, but no, you need to go to four year college and, and you can pursue your creative endeavors after you get that piece of paper. But mm-hmm. just for right now, you know, go into debt and do something that you're not interested in to get a piece of paper, to get a job that's going to make you miserable. Right. That's just what we do. Right. You know? Right. And I'm like, what crazy candy apple crap is that? Like, right. no. Like, I, especially the fact of like, Angela, you recognize that your son does not want to do this. Why are you pushing him to that? You know? So mm-hmm. it's really like talking to him about, you can pursue whatever you want to. You just need to work hard and be committed and stick with it. And when you decide that there's something that you don't want to do anymore, mm-hmm. you have to flex and find something else. You can't be, you can't not do anything. Like right. that's just, that's just, that's not the family you come from. I'm sorry. And that's but not the way of the world. The world says no. You don't have to contribute. <laughs> 
but you got to do something. And so, you know, he's, he is music is his passion. He loves, he loves music. He wants to be a music producer and he ended up going to a two year trade school in San Francisco. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just, and, and, and we had to have the conversation of like, you're going to have to make sacrifices. And I think that's the other part too, of like being the state of being Mm -hmm. is that you have to maybe sacrifice some things that you think you need and need and want are completely two different things. Yes. Things you want versus things you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like he's still living at home, you mm-hmm. know. Um, he, But he he's working really hard. He is working at a, a studio, a music studio that just opened up. And he's pursuing it and he's making it happen. It just looks so different from everybody else. His friends, yeah. right, mm-hmm. who've now graduated from college. They're out there getting jobs. You know, some of them have moved out into um, their own apartments, Mm-hmm. Some have already broken their lease because they couldn't afford the apartments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, most of them have at least $70,000 worth of debt, college mm-hmm. loans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at this on the other side of it and he's like, okay, I don't want any of those things. And right. so it's just like trying to help him to reframe what's important. Um, so that's what I really liked because, you know, I, I don't know if I, Am I doing the right thing as a mother? I don't know. Maybe I should be pushing him toward those things. But I also feel like when I look at what was important when I was his age in terms of like the jobs that everybody mm-hmm. was telling you that you need to have, mm-hmm. almost half of them don't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, too. Like if you have somebody who is like starting out, whatever, we don't know. I mean, climate change, maybe sustainability, mm-hmm. green green environment maybe that's what they should be pushed into climate control climate mm-hmm. change because but we just don't know what's right. going to be important in the time when they start having to go out there and make a difference in the world and so i don't know so i just really like the idea you know i like this because i think everybody deserves a chance to really just give themselves a moment to be mm-hmm. but but we don't but we just don't live in a society where after you get it feels like it feels like after you get past a certain age you just don't have that luxury anymore mm-hmm. and 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 you're almost punished yeah for trying and to pursue it and the key word it feels like it feels but like, it, it yeah. feels like but it's not you can you can go into a state of being at any age but understand that in order to get there there are some moves that you have to make and they're not always the popular moves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also I'm not sure. I, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, I'm, I never looked up what actual shadow work was, but I feel like this is what shadow work would be. And that is when I think of people saying you've got to do shadow work, I think of people saying it's like looking in the mirror and what you see, you're going to have to battle it. You're going to have to go deep. And it's, and it's, and it's hard and it's ugly because you're in a state of being, which also means that you're now having to take responsibility, not of only the good things, but you're going to have to take care of the bad stuff, too. So that right. means that you can no longer point at anybody and say, because of you, that mm-hmm. this is. You're going to have to go inside and take responsibility and say, because of me and I made these decisions and I need to stop making these decisions and I need to figure out what is it in me that's triggering these behaviors. And it's ugly work, right? Yes. So state of being and does state of being just doesn't come and be like, oh, I'm just being a state of being. And this is all beautiful. No, there is a a darker side to that, too, because you also depending on how long you've been on this earth, that means that that's other stuff that you've accumulated that has allowed you in a position 
where you weren't living in a state of being. So only person I can use this for my example is as myself. So say for myself, I was a people pleaser and I still have some tinges of that in me. And I was in a place where during the pandemic, it really helped me really narrow in on why I was doing the things that I did. And I was like, because I thought that I was building up a bank. If I do these things for other people, then it's going to be a bank. And eventually I'm going to be able to pull and withdraw from that bank. And it's going to help me get to where I want to go. And eventually it's going to be my turn. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way this world works. It just doesn't. It's, it, it is an in the moment thing. So if you do something really good for somebody, they're going to thank you in that moment. But after that moment goes away, so does that good deed. And so if you keep doing that, eventually, if you're not getting a payoff, there's resentment that might take place inside of you. There is a feeling of rejection or a feeling of um, not feeling you're being valued or see people seeing your worth and that might take place. And so now that is your stuff. That's nobody else's. That's stuff that you made those decisions to allow yourself into those situations versus creating boundaries and being able to determine what you will and won't take, but also what are the consequences of those decisions and then taking responsibility and saying, I fully accept the responsibility of whatever the consequences of my decisions are with, with, with the idea that moving forward, I'm always trying to take in and make decisions that are in my best interest. And that is how you get into a state of being. But you have to unravel the stuff, right? There's like a knot that you've been creating and you've got to unravel that knot. And at some point you're going to hit a knot that just won't let go and you're going to get frustrated and it's going to be like, oh my God, and you're going to blow up and be like, how did I get this? Girl, you're the one who was looping, looping, looping through the knot. Like it was you. (laughs) And there's the frustration of realizing how much you allowed yourself to get in a position that didn't pay off. And then you're not only mad at yourself, but you're mad at other people. And at some point you got to look and be like, why are you mad at other people? They only uh, they only did what you allowed them to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They only gave you what you demanded. And that is a part. That's a hard part. That's 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 really hard to accept. But also it's hard to figure out how to say, "Okay, we're not doing that no more. Okay, well, how do we figure out what we're going to do? And then that's where the state of being, where you get into your own space, where you can be able to check in. And I say checking in to me is like, okay, well, what does this feel like? Like there was a situation that happened today and it made me think, okay, well, how does this make you feel? Doesn't make me feel good. Okay, what about it doesn't make you feel good? Well, I don't like the fact that this, this, and this happened. It's like, okay, well, you don't want to answer the phone. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it truly is that boundary you say that there is then and it's legit that you that if you didn't answer the phone it would be legit then why did you answer the phone because oh i thought that if i did they would see that oh see that's your problem then they didn't tell you that they were gonna see you as a value of this that and the other just because you answered the phone that was your problem So you need to stop. You need to enforce your boundaries. And it always brings it back to you. And that's the hard part. Right. So then Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, moving forward, what would make me feel better in this situation? How could I do better? And it's like, okay, doing better would be not dealing with it in that moment until it was time for me to actually deal with it. And that was the allotted time and deal with it in that moment. And it would have been okay for me to wait until then and deal with it then. 
that would have made me feel better. Okay, well, now let's move forward on that because that's the state of being that we want to be in. And the state of being of being able to say, and I'm still a good person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still a great family member. I'm still a great daughter. I'm still a great employee. I'm still a great boss. I'm still, I am still a great creative. I'm still great even if these things happen and somebody would be like, well, we tried to do this and we couldn't get in contact with you. I'm still great. Yes, yes. Because you and don't being have to able, let everybody in. You don't right. have to let everybody have access. And that is the part of staying being that is constantly, it's a constant state that you have to, you have to negotiate from moment to moment. It's not something that you can say, I'm going to do step one through five. And that's all I ever have to do forever. And it's like, no, no, you've got to fight for your state of being because this world is built and is banking on the fact that you are never satisfied in your state of being. It's banking on the fact that you never know how great you are and that you always need somebody to validate it. It's banking on the fact that you never will have enough and you always need more. It's banking on the fact that you will always feel as though you are um, required and obligated to take care of something or someone else before you take care of yourself. It's banking on all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's constantly going to come at you fighting for it to reshift the dynamics back into his favor. And you're going to ha- constantly have to fight to keep it shifted and balanced into your favor. Absolutely. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, you got to figure out which battle do you want to fight? Do you want to fight the battle that benefits you and fight for yourself? And that might mean that people might not like it, but be okay and still be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm still a great person. You might not like me, but I'm still good. You know what I mean? And, be o- <laughs> and, and literally be okay with that. Or do you want to fight to battle being in their favor? It's still a battle because people, when you give to people, they're going to still want more and more and more. It's never enough. It's always going to be more. There's never any point where it's reciprocated to the point where they'll be like, you know what? You're a great person. We're going we're gonna to believe that forever and ever. You don't ever have to do another thing for us. It is never like that. Nobody <laughs> is ever doing that. You are going to constantly have to fight to prove your standing in whatever it is that you are trying to prove to these people. Whatever that is, whether it's family, whether it's a job, whether it's friends, whether it's your significant other. And that is the dynamic. You will forever be in a state of always proving that you deserve to be in that state. Yes. But you're, it doesn't benefit you. Or you can go and prove to yourself that you are a great person and fight for that boundary of saying, no, you don't have to believe it, but you will respect it. Like, I don't need you to agree with it, but you're going to still respect these boundaries and be okay with being on the the opposite side, the not so popular side of the matter. Yeah. I think to some degree, like like overall, 100%, like, Thank you and amen to everything you just said. <laughs> but I think, but to some extent though, we, I think we are just human beings and we mm-hmm. do need some validation from other people or we need other people that we trust to call us on our stuff, mm-hmm. right? That we have to be like, if somebody comes to you and is like, like if you came to me, Monica, and you're like, Angela, look, I mean, I know you're going through it, but mm-hmm. this thing that you're doing, this behavior is not, is not good for you. Mm-hmm. I would have to take a step back and be like, 
okay, Monica is saying this because it comes from a place of love. She's not being vindictive. Maybe I really mm-hmm. need to look at this, you know. Um, it reminds me a lot of of the, the quote from Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. which is like, if you look around at the people in your circle and you don't get inspired, mm-hmm. then you don't have a circle, you have a cage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And, mm-hmm. and so like everything you're saying, I think with people who are external from you, I think is true. Like you don't mm-hmm. need them. You need mm-hmm. to have your boundaries. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It's not that you don't need them, but you have to definitely have your boundaries because you only want, they can only have so much access to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's where I think it's like really like, I've always thought it's more important. I'd rather have five really good friends than a hundred good friends. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about when you say like, I'm putting this investment of this time, my energy, my, my attention, my love into this person. I don't think it's, too much to ask that sometime down the line, I'm going to need that back from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need that energy back from you. Like that's Mm -hmm. what causes, that's what a friendship is supposed to be that. That's what Mm -hmm. a relationship is supposed to be about. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really taking stock and inventory on anything you do, whether it's your creative endeavors, whether it's your life endeavors, whatever, to really take stock in the people that you have in your circle, Mm -hmm. because to your point, you do have control over Mm -hmm. that. And if you are attracting the wrong kind of people or the kind of people who aren't constantly lifting you up, who aren't constantly helping you see the good pieces of you, mm-hmm. then you need to do something different. You need to find other people or, yeah. or try to figure out how to be alone, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing either, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but, I, but I say that, but I also think you can, a person can only be alone for so long that you, mm-hmm. you need that, mm-hmm. you know, you need that social, you need that relationship, you need that, that, that intimacy you need that um yeah you just you just need those relationships they just are important um and i think and i think that's also a thing that's foundational for being those Mm -hmm. are the things that are going to make you feel like okay i don't have to worry or the obsess about the past i don't have to obsess about the future i can spend the time just talking and thinking and and feeling loved by the people who are surrounding me and lifting me right now in what i need to be doing you know I think that's really important. I don't know. I, I think that I think when I think of the state of just being and then also the part where you're saying we do need some validation, I think of them in two separate and two separate um, entities. I think of them in two separately things. For me, when I think of a just being, I'm thinking of when how I am moving through this world as an individual outside of my relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at the fact that I'm saying when I say you don't need to be validated by the outside, I I do mean need. I don't mean that you don't want it and you don't desire it or you don't have it. I'm just saying you don't need it, meaning that the beginning and ending of my belief in myself does not begin and end with somebody's validation of it. So even if it is my friends, even if it's like you, I can say, hey, I am feeling as though I am in a good place. I'm going in a good direction and I like where I am right now. I feel really good about myself. I feel really good. And there can be something that you're observing as my friend. You're like, okay, but there is something that I think advice wise you can you you need to be able to handle. 
And mm-hmm. that is advice. But in my state of being, I still don't need to move from the fact that I still feel good about myself because I'm getting advice from somebody. Oh, the yeah. same way as if in my state of being, I can feel as though I am um, I am a great um, em- employee. I'm a great employee. I feel like I'm an amazing employee. And I am standing firm in the fact that I know that I'm good. Now, my bosses can come and say, hey, Monica, look, we need you to work on X, Y and Z. And that can be true. And I can still be a great employee. Mm -hmm. So when I say what I'm saying, I don't need to validation or outside sources to prove that it's true. It's meaning that I can be something and still need to work on something. It doesn't mean that it's any less true. I can still be a great person and I still might need to work on how I talk to somebody. I can mm-hmm. still be a great communicator and still need to work on my tone and the way I work on something and the way I talk to someone. I can still believe that in myself. I don't need those things to happen or I don't need to wait until those things are happening or perfected in order for me to believe that they're still true in myself. Now, when it comes to relationships, I think that you as an individual, I should still be able to believe in myself and you are an addition to that. Mm -hmm. But it should not be something where if you don't believe it, I stop believing it. That's what I mean as far as a state of being. And with the relationships, I feel like they should be, um, I think it was Debbie Brown. And um, she said something like, um, I don't, what she said, I don't, basically, I don't partake in anything. That is not mutually beneficial. Nothing. Not mm-hmm. in family, not in home, not in job, not with children, not with spouse, not with anything. Unless it is mutually beneficial, I don't partake. I don't partake in it. And I think that that's like a boundary in order to protect her state of being and being able to say, hey, I have built this confidence of myself this self-esteem of myself, this self-confidence and this this comfort in my way of living that I fought so long and hard in, that now I am looking at what do I allow in my circle? What do I allow in my environment? What do I allow in my presence? And in order to be able to keep this and protect it and stay in this so that there's nobody who chips away at me little by little, and all of a sudden I start waving like you know a leaf in the wind, That whenever they say that they don't like what I'm doing, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I must not be that great. Like to protect me from getting to that part. Now you've got to make sure that the things that you partake in, that they're mutually beneficial. So that if I do have a friendship, I'm not going to partake in a friendship that is someone who would speak to me that would take me out of my positive state of being. I would take, I would be in a relationship with someone who is enforcing not what I am, but enforcing that good, which makes me grow and get even better in my state of being. Mm -hmm. I take a job or I take opportunities that enforce my state of being. They add to so that I can grow. My state of being can grow and be better, but it doesn't negate, it doesn't negate what I am. So that's what I mean by being in your state of being and not needing to have someone to validate. And that if somebody validates, it's because that you're in a relationship where y'all are in a mutually beneficial relationship that whatever you speak into them or whatever they speak into you, it enforces and makes that state of being grow. That's why in your state of being, you can still be having things that you can work on. So you can still have somebody who needs to speak into you, but it's something that helps you grow through that state of being. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're saying the same things. We mm-hmm. just came at like, as usual. We came mm-hmm. at it in different ways because I think it comes like as I'm hearing you talk about your definition of this, um, the state of being. Mm-hmm. Um, like I look at that like it's the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you have a negative story about yourself in your head, because we all make up stories about how, like, if somebody says something to you, mm-hmm. we make up stories in our head about, like, how, like, our relationship to what happened. When mm-hmm. it could have, we could have nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with us. It's just that other person projecting some crap on us, right? Right. But mm-hmm. somehow we've now taken the story and we've created a story where we're the main character that is the villain that did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And it just cycles. And then and then we attach, like, other memories to it of other things that we may have done in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, well, you did that because of this and because of this and because of this. And it just swirls in your head and all of a sudden becomes an identifier. You make it an identifier for who you are as a person when it's not even a real, it's not even a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And so when you can stop those stories in your head or recognize, I mean, I don't think Mm -hmm. you can ever stop the stories. Like Mm -hmm. that's just how our brains work. But when we can start recognizing the fact of like, Oh, I'm making up a story about something that somebody said to me, did to me that has nothing to do with me. And Mm -hmm. you can like leave it on the doorstep Mm -hmm. and just continue Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, definitely. Like that, that I get that. I get that. Cause that's definitely, that's something that I've been working on. I've been working on the stories in my head. Cause I know mm-hmm. that I can come up with great stories about how crappy I am <laughs> as a person <laughs> or how crappy the world is. Right. And, you know, <laughs> talking to animals and taking over the world. I can come up with all the stories. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. I, um, I had a, a therapist before the pandemic happened. That was, the person who I was seeing, it was making great strides in. And I, I, I kept, I would always say, okay, well, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get over um, the traumas of my past. And, you know, I would always say, I'm just wanting to get over it. So finally she stopped me and she says, who said you're going to get over it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And she was like, she says, I'm not here to teach you how to get over it. She says, I'm teaching you how to move on from it. Mm-hmm. And be okay, and 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 be able to recognize that these things happen, and to be able to move forward. She's like, "There's no getting over." She says, "If you're waiting to get over it, she says, I don't know if that's going to happen." She's like, "But you can figure out how to move on from it and move forward." Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, this is when Will Smith started getting on um, YouTube or just social media altogether. And there was one time when he was talking about meditation, and he was saying meditation is not really there. For you to quiet the mind is there for you to be quiet so you can see what's going on in your mind Mm, so that you can be able to observe it and be able to know what it is that you're dealing with as it arises. So you can be like, huh, that comes up often. Mm -hmm. Let me let me see what I need to do to work on that. And so I look at that as, you know, when we were talking about all the dealing with the stories that we 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 go on in our head and we say, and all those things. I start fat checking. I just fat checking the girl. I'm like, that's a whole mess. You came up with a whole scene. I'm like, that's a whole lie. I'm like, that's a whole lie. And I'm like, and a lot of things I, I do is, uh, this is one other thing that Malik says. She says, if somebody didn't say it directly to my face, it ain't true. And I don't know about it. Right. Yeah. And so if I, my mind gets to going and I'm like, Girl, did they say it to your face? No, then it's a lie. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) 
They didn't say it to my face. I don't know what you're talking about. So we're going to move forward. If it ain't bold enough to be in my face, it ain't my business. It ain't my place. I ain't trying to process it. Done. The rest of the stuff that's coming up, I'm like, girl, where'd you get that from? (laughs) That ain't even true no more. Now, about 10 years ago, that was true. But it ain't even true no more. That is an expired thought. We need to get rid of that. And so I look at some things as an opportunity to be able to see what comes up and what comes up often. And then fact checking. I'm just like, that's a whole lot. That ain't even true. And then there might be something to be like, well, that one is true. You need to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain's like, back up. (laughs) That one is true. You need to work on that one. (laughs) Let's let's put a pin in that and see what we're going to do about that one. That was your truth and the two truths and the lie. The right. lie. That was the yeah. truth. Yep. All right. That's all right. We got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. But this one right here. Now let's let's now let's, let's talk about this one. This one right here. Right. Yeah. But so I think, yeah, I think that, you know, I don't want to make it look like this this state of being is this ooh la la whimsical thing that's just like crunchy granola. We're gonna be like all great. No. <laughs> It's, you got to fight for it. It's a great idea, but it is a constant battle to mm-hmm. fight for it because there's nothing in here. There's nothing going on in our world, not today or not in our past that has complemented a take care of yourself first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make sure that you're all right. Make sure that your people around you are all right. There's nothing that this world is built off of that enforces that on a full-time level. You spend most of your energy and your time mostly with strangers that have nothing to do with your life (laughs) most of your time. (laughs) And so whatever that you have left over, you have to reclaim that and fight for it. And then also maximize it. There was something, ooh, Sierra, I think I actually wrote this one down. There was something Sierra said I heard on on a show. And, oh, this is what she said. Mm, 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 mm. This is why I wrote it down. (laughs) Sierra said, life is so precious and I don't want to waste it. I want to maximize life. I want someone who also wants to maximize life and wants to maximize life with me. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was so beautiful Mm -hmm. because that really puts it into perspective. Like, yes, we are a part of society where you've got to pull your weight, whatever your weight is. Everybody has a part in it, whether it is as a creative and we're expecting you to paint the world whether you are a writer and we're expecting you to tell the tell stories that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. Whether you are film producers and we're expecting you to create things that let us tap out of the real world so that we can fall into an imaginary world, whether you're doctors and we expect for when we're not feeling well for you to help take care of us, teachers, whether we expect for you to teach us the things that we don't learn and that we don't that we need to learn and we don't know, we all have our own weight in this world and we all need everybody because these are all things we need daily. But we also need to make sure that as the keeper of our own temples, the keeper of our own vessels, we are also responsible for making sure that we are carrying around our best selves so that we can contribute our best selves. Mm 
and that we're also being very careful as to what we allow around us. So that if we have a feeling of we're getting to this place where, and I think a lot of people have gotten to that place where they're like, you know what? I want to live life to the best of abilities. And it's not just the same. We all went through this whole thing and we're like, no, for real, we really need to make some changes. And whatever those changes are, it's up to us to protect those changes. And so that way, whenever we get into that saying, like, I want to maximize life, I want to enjoy life. I don't want to waste it. Now we need to make sure that we are joining and linking up with things that are like minded. So I want to I want to link up with whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whether it's a job. I want to link up with things that want to maximize the greatness that is out there Mm -hmm. and that wants to maximize that with me. And that we have a mutual understanding that I want greatness. You want greatness. I want to respect who I am. You want to respect your, uh, who you are. And we are mutually agreeing that in our exchange, we are respecting each other's boundaries. We are respecting each other's being, but we're also realizing that there is an exchange. Hey, I'm going to give your good, but I'm giving your good for my good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those are the things that we also have to make sure that we are coming in contact with those people. And those are the, those are the relationships that we're building up, whether it's business, whether it's platonic, whether it's friendship, whether it's in um, intimate relationships, whatever it is. And that is our responsibility to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that whole thing where she was like, I want to maximize life, but I want to maximize life with someone who wants to maximize life too on their own, but then also wants to do it with me. Like there's things that you have to be so aware of and mindful of and that's so tedious it can be it's so tedious to have to do that but then i think about how many things that we do that would be considered tedious but because it's just a way of life we just do it exactly like and it takes us away and it takes us away from all of that mm-hmm. i find like that is one of the beautiful blessings of aging Mm-hmm. because I have realized, at least for myself, the older I get, you know, the less, the less I care, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really, like I, when 40 hit, mm-hmm. I was like, right. I don't care about half of you mofos. Right. Like, you know, like, it's like, cut. Like, it's like, just don't care, right. you know, and don't care what you think about me. I mm-hmm. don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's cyclical though, right? Like you like you get through that and then like there's a new a new set of parameters that you start to think about yourself in. But like the older you get, those parameters become less and less and less, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like I know 50's coming up and mm-hmm. oof. I I am just like I think that's kind of a little bit what I'm going through right now. Um, now that I say that, just mentally, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a shedding, right? There's like a little bit of a grieving period mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you are changing from something or when you're changing your mentality or your mindset or whatever, you have to release some things and there's a grieving process. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's definitely amplified by the pandemic and amplified mm-hmm. by just everything. But I also do feel like like going through life, like you do hit those moments where you your brain is just like, look, we need to sit down and do some inventory and it's going to be painful and you're Mm going to hate it and you're going to cry and you're going to feel some kind of way about all these different things, but we have to do inventory because we can't keep holding on to these things. Kind of like you said this earlier. Um, 
of just like there's just you can't you can't keep holding on to every single aspect of your life you can't be holding on to every single mistake that you've ever made you mm-hmm. can't be holding on to every decision that didn't go the way that you wanted to and i think like over the course of five to ten years that changes if you continue to work on it like you're mm-hmm. saying like you continue to work on yourself and then it like opens up a whole new you know mm-hmm. Dora's box of crap yeah but i think i really think wow that you said that wow epiphany I think that's what I'm going through right now. I think I'm just going through a a deeply internal grieving period of just how I thought things were going to be, things that happened that didn't happen. Um, I think they call it the midlife crisis. No, I have that at 39. Really? I I have that at 39. (laughs) I'm a late bloomer. You said 40s and I'm just like, Girl, I'm just getting in my, um, I don't care. Like literally this week, if you will, I am my, I got a whole tattoo that says late bloomer. I am a late bloomer. It takes me a minute to get it. Like it just takes me a minute and I know why it takes me a minute. I mean, I was people pleaser and just always has been that way. So it takes me a minute for me to be able to say, Hey, this is not working for your favor. So you need to change this. But for me, I'm just now getting to the place where I'm just like, you know what? I don't care if you don't like me. You're going to take this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like I'm just getting to that place where I'm just like, and it's going to be OK. You're going to be OK. I'm going to be OK. But I'm not doing this. This is my boundary. And if you don't like it, so be it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. And there was this um, there was this quote that used to go around. I don't know it verbatim, but it, it goes something like. Um, there's someone, some, there's someone somewhere and they're retelling the story and you're the villain mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I was like that part. Now, when I was reading it, I wasn't there, but now <laughs> I'm okay with it. I don't have a need to try to convince someone my side of the story. I don't have a need mm-hmm. to convince someone why I believe what I believe. Matter of fact, I am in a place where somebody will be like, well, okay, walk me through it. Why did you make this decision? I ain't walking you nowhere. I don't care. This is my decision. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the need to tell you why I decided this. I don't, like literally, I'm just, I just don't. I don't, it's just an energy thing. I just, I'm tired. I don't feel like I spent most of my life already explaining myself and I'm not doing it no more. And I'm okay with you thinking that, thinking of me in a negative way. And that is very different for me because I think that I had more of, it was more heartache for me to be in a place where I thought where you would be mad at me or you didn't understand. You thought I was in the wrong and I really knew that it was right. And I needed you to see why it was right. And I, so that you could understand and you wouldn't think I was a bad person. And now I'm like, I don't even give a damn. I'm like, you know what? You gonna you can think that I don't, I don't care. But I'm just now getting into that place. And I mean, like it's coming on, it's coming on at 10. But I think that, yeah, I, th- I think that, you you know, you, you just have those times where you're just like, if I'm the person in this story that's the negative one, then I'm okay with that. And I don't care. But mine came, mine came way later. <laughs> Girl, like, <laughs> like last week. Like, <laughs> Like way later. Uh, yeah. I mean, it hits everybody differently, right? Because it also, it comes down to life experience and where you are at that moment, right? Like, 
it, it's just it, sometimes like you're saying like we continue to do things just because we think that that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. until the point comes where it's like i don't want to do that anymore right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean it, there are some people who will never learn that lesson there are yeah. people who are going to go through their whole life never having to address that or wanting to address that or being able to address that mm-hmm. and just continuing to do the same thing because that's just all that they've ever known, mm-hmm. right? Or they don't want to do the self-awareness. They don't want to do the work because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and look, let's be, let's be clear because I can understand both sides of those things, even though oh, yeah. I have spent a lifetime of good and bad, good, bad, good way and bad way, nitpicking myself into... <laughs> Into a place of where I am now, where I now am using the wisdom of things versus the nitpicking side of things. But I can honestly say that anybody who is like, I don't want to do it, I can understand it. Because in order to get to any real place of peace and also get to a place of self awareness and also get into a place of self preservation, it's a perserva- perservation? Preservation. Preservation. Huh? Preservation. I preservation. forgot. <laughs> Get into a place of self-preservation. This is why you don't use big words. You just use the ones that you know. <laughs> use the ones that you know. It ain't got to be that hard. Just use the ones that you know. My mind was like, we got to blow the dust off of that one. Somebody go look at box number 563. I don't, I don't think we use that word in like, since what, Joe? We didn't use that word since like, what, 1980? Look. Y'all know what I'm saying. In order to get to a place where you are doing those things, there are going to be multiple places along that path that you are going to throw up your hands and you're going to either be like, is it all me? It ain't none of this nobody else. Or you're going to be like, you know what? I must be a really bad person. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that what you're trying to tell me, universe? I'm a real bad person. Okay, I'm a real bad person. You know, I mean, like you're going to hit so many road bumps that make you feel like, what am I doing this for? And it's so ugly and it's so bad. And people listen like, and we're doing this again. Why? And I'm like, but on the other side of things, the freedom, which is what, you know, I don't think we talk enough about what personal freedom really is, because I don't think that there's that many people who actually can live freely. But I also think that that's why we really we really respect people, whether we whether we like them or not. We respect people who don't give a damn like they are whoever they are. And whether you like me or not, they're like, Mm -hmm. whatever, they're cool with it. And we respect that because we're like, man, to be free, to be who you are and don't care. For me, that is J-Lo. I am not a big fan of J-Lo, but let me tell you what, she does not care and Mm-mm. and good for her. Like yeah. to me, like she is, she symbolizes exactly yeah. what you're talking about. She's like, oh, Benefer? Yeah, I'm going to bring that back. I don't yeah. care. Like, you know, like she's I know my like... man is sitting over there still <laughs> old pictures. And I just broke up with him last week. But you know what? I can't be living for him. I got to live for me. And me says, I want my old thing back. And I can care less about what y'all think about seeing us out here in these streets. Like we've been hugged up for the last two years and we just we just got back together. I don't care. Doesn't care. Does Doesn't not care. care. Does not care about anything. 
And again, like I am just like I I, res- I I I don't listen to her music. I don't I don't invest in her content. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, I'm kind of like I gotta respect you. Like you know who you, my person you is. Don't care who. Lil Nas. Oh, Lil Nas. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> He's like, oh man, the children are gonna be disappointed, and I'm just like. <laughs> I love him. I yes. love him for the fact that he is unapologetically like, you know what, y'all? Yes. You don't like me? Oh. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, but them record sales still going up. You know them what I mean? Like I, I mean, but I love it. But see, the, the point of what I'm saying is that we don't have that many references of people yes. who truly live free uniquely to who they are. Because there's so much backlash because just the same two people that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. When I say that those same two people receive so much backlash Mm -hmm. that you have to be so in tune with who you are in your state of being and so protected of it that you're like, yeah, so don't really care. Mm -hmm. Don't really care. I mean, I think Lil Nas at one point was like, hmm. So if I don't do music, what else could I do? I mean, like, I think he literally said it on social media, like, what else? What other business? If this don't work out, what other business? And I love that. I love the fact that he was just like, I don't need y'all. You know what? I'll go and do something else if this don't work out. Mm -hmm. And I just I just said that just to say, like, when people look at what is the why fight through it? Because you know what? If you can get to a place where it really is something that you're doing that makes you happy, and you're not hurting anybody and it is mm-hmm. for your own state of being happy but it's not might not be popular yes to fight to that place it is hard do you think mm-hmm. Jennifer JLo probably all her life didn't listen to people and what they thought of her love life no she probably didn't she had to do something to get to that place you think Lil Nas was always like you know what bump these people no there's some at some point he had an aha moment like man you know what when I do this damned if I do and damned if I don't you know mm-hmm. what I'm just gonna be damn doing you know what I mean all everybody had to fight to this point And the benefit of it is even though it's very hurtful, because it is very hurtful, you go through a moment of feeling like, dang, this person doesn't like me or man, this is not popular or man, this because we are naturally wanting to have people like us. We want to naturally have people who want to be around us. So when that is the opposite of it, it's like it, it just throws you off. So I think that the good thing about fighting through all of that is that you get that personal freedom and that personal freedom feels so amazing and so great that you no longer care about what you had to go through to get there, nor do you care about the people that you left along the way or the ones who were going to get mad at you on the way to your next pit stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, and that in and of itself is a form of creativity. When you can creatively figure out how not to care about what other people think of you, that is a whole, that's, I think that's why we're calling this episode, the art of being, because that's, that is a talent and it is something we all can aspire to. It's not out of our realm, but, but it's, it's choices and, and keep fighting for it. Right. Yes. 
Well, you guys, we hope that with this conversation that you are inspired to figure out how you can find your own state of being, that maybe we've given you some ideas, some tips, or, you know, just something to think about um, because it's important. It's really important. And again, we are just talking about this from a state of we are both trying to pursue the same thing. We are Mm -hmm. not experts Mm -hmm. at this. We are are talking as we are working through it. We're Mm -hmm. just sharing with you all. So we understand the struggle is real Mm -hmm. and we... um, Hopefully we are being transparent enough that we are, we're going through the struggle too. Oh, we're being um, transparent enough now. That's <laughs> <the truth. laughs> and so that concludes this episode of Living Creatively with your host, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. Remember, you can also connect with us on Instagram at Living Creatively Now, Living Creatively Podcast Facebook page, and on our website, thisislivingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you'd like us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our Living Creatively community. Yes. And always remember to protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your gift. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.